It's time for Business Minds Coffee Chat, an inspiring show about the journey to personal and professional growth. And now, your host, Jay Shear. Hey everyone, you're listening to Business Minds Coffee Chat, and I am your host, Jay Shear. And I am super excited today because I have got a fantastic guest in the studio with me. My guest today is a husband, a father, a grandfather, a radio show host, the former president, and now second vice president and advisor of the Flagler County NAACP, and president of Hosts of Palm Coast. Please welcome Shelly Ragsdale. Shelly, it is great to see you. Thank you so much for being here today. Oh, good one. Joey, how are you doing? And thank you so much for allowing me to be a part of your show and to be a guest. I'm honored. Thank you. Well, it is my pleasure. So I'm thrilled that you're here and I know we're going to have a great conversation. So let's let's dive right in. Um, I thought it would be interesting to find out from you if you were writing your autobiography, what would the title of that book be? I'll tell you, um, I was honored back when I lived in Connecticut, and I believe it was uh, in the 70s, maybe 75 or 79, somewhere in that area, and I've always done a lot of community work, and the individual who was the head of the uh, United Way they honored me, and they honored me by stating the man who doesn't know how to say no. So if I was uh, going to do an autobiography of myself, is that I ha- I'm not smart enough to learn how to say no, and I keep getting myself involved in so many things community-wise, but it's my heart, it- it's my passion. And I may be giving away my age a little bit when I say uh, from a child, I worked uh, with the United Way when it was called the Community Chest. No kidding. You can go back and date that to see how long it was, but uh, I've always been an advocate of people and uh, not just uh, people of color, but people. I love that. So I wrote that down. The man who doesn't know how to say no. That's right. Okay. Well, I'm going to be looking out for that title (laughs) at some point here. So give me... So have you have you had to work on saying no so you can say yes to the things that truly do matter and that are priorities to you? Are you better today at saying no so you can say yes to other things? I, I have to be honest with you. I wish I can say that I've learned from it. But uh, I, since I moved to Florida and I've been here for 11 years now or in my 11th year, uh, I've been the president of the African-American Mentoring Program. Uh, I'm on numerous boards in, in the, the Flagler County, uh, worked on ILAs with the Carver Center and just numerous things that people ask me. So let me just say, I'm not as smart as I think I am. <laughs> well, you know, there's no question that you are incredibly involved from a community perspective. And I know that your impact is felt far and wide and your level of involvement is greatly appreciated. Plus, you're also an inspiration to so many others who look to you and say, well, look, if 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 Shelly can do this, I can probably figure out a way to do more as well. Well, I appreciate you saying that. And and one thing that, that I do mention to people you're, you're never too young and you're never too old to help. 
when you wake up in the morning, it's just better to wake up with a smile on your face and say, good morning to you. How are you doing? How can I help you today? Versus with your, your hand out. Uh, we like to call it, uh, you know, reach, reach your hands out, but not your hand up. I don't want to have to put something in your hand, but if I'm reaching you out, I can shake your hand or pat you on the back and just be a friend. You know, I, I love the way that you said that. I, I typically say something along the lines of we can always figure out a way to give someone a hand up, not necessarily a hand out, but a hand up. There's always a way that we can look to to help somebody, to serve somebody, to look for ways to create or a, a, allow that person to to grow and to have a, a better life. And so you, you come across to me as a very positive person with a positive mindset and a positive outlook on life. Is, is that a fair statement to make? Yeah, I think it's very fair. Uh, I had a uh, unfortunate thing happen to me in my life at a younger age. Um, my apartment was blown up. Okay. Where, where was this? This was in Connecticut, and, okay. and I was living in a high-rise. And um, I, I had gone away for a few days. So my daughter was uh, staying with my sister, and when I come back, they wouldn't let me in the building. And I'm saying, they said, Mr. Ragsdale, we've been looking for you. I said, well, I've, I've been away. What they were doing, they were refinishing the floors and the apartment next to mine, and guy lit a cigarette up, and there was a polyurethane at that time was was really lethal and it exploded and it knocked the wall down so uh, and i go back to give you a, a little uh, conversation on this so that you'll know where i'm the content is that i go to the lady in the office and she's talking to me she says uh when i signed my name she said mr ragsdale you look like a very calm individual and you're not even worried about your apartment being blown up i said well no one was hurt and she analyzed my handwriting. She says, your handwriting has a lot of curves in it and loops. She said, you're a happy person. <laughs> First time I had ever heard that. So it, it goes along with what you're saying. Interesting. So you have a calm demeanor, yes, even yes. under <clears throat> stressful situations, let's say. Absolutely. And uh, I can tell you during the course of my life, uh, when things have gotten somewhat out of hand, my heart rate was sort of slow down. I'd always see things in a in a calmer fashion. So yes, I would say that's very accurate. Now, have you always been that way? Were you that way as a child as well? Or is that something that you were able to develop over time? I developed it over time. Uh, back, back in the day, uh, I was more, I won't use the word aggressive, but I would certainly say I was assertive. And p- part of being assertive for me was that uh, some of the things in my life that occurred uh, would put me on edge, and 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 I have to use the term from a racial uh, aspect. Uh, I remember trying to get an apartment, and I would talk on the phone, and they couldn't determine if I was black or white. So I would uh, say, "Oh yes, we have an apartment available. Give me the address." I'd go there, knock on the door. They'd see my face, slam the door in my face. Mm. So. It was things of that nature and trying to buy a home. Uh, you couldn't buy a home because you couldn't. I could only live in a certain neighborhood. Uh, obviously, times have changed and many things have improved. But I had to work on myself of not being a bull in the china shop. 
So in situations like that that you experienced, how did you process that? How did you internalize that? Or what was the narrative that you were creating? And how did you, how did, how did you grow through that situation or those situations? Well, that's good. Uh, I, I like the question. I always looked at people as being nice. I just can't help it. Uh, I don't care if you were black, white, green, or yellow. Uh, I saw good in everyone. Uh, my next door neighbors uh, was an Italian family when we grew up. And the um, name was the Gambino. And Mrs. Gambino would invite me in the house. And probably today, that's why I'm a great lover of pasta. But her pasta was always better than mine. <laughs> but I worked on this because uh, I look at people from the narrative that um, people are good. And you're taught to be, uh, oh, this is not the proper phrase, but you're taught to be ungood, not to be a happy person, mm. not to be a good person. Uh, hate is developed in the home, and I really don't even like to use the term hate. Uh, I, I watch a commercial on TV, and, and it just brings a, a, a smile in my heart. It's a little little white boy and a little black boy, and they run towards each other and hug. See, you can't, that's natural. People are natural, good people, but something happens within the household that changes us to be that way. And my dad always said to me, he said, never make a bill that you don't want to pay. Mm. Okay, and, and I've lived by that. And my mom, et cetera, you know, always told me, you have to be a good student. And my parents, un- unfortunately uh, for me or them, uh, they never graduated in high school. So my dad always said to me, Shelly, I want you to graduate high school, you know, and my mom, and they were active in my, in my schoolwork, uh, teachers, uh, parent teachers association. And uh, I remember my dad, when I got my first degree from college, he was so proud of me. And then I went in, and, uh, and that was from Norwalk State Technical College. And then I went to Fairfield University and got my degree in uh, economics. And, and I'll just tell you, he just couldn't believe that I was doing this. And, you know, I said, well, Pop, you were an inspiration to me because there were seven of us in my family. Wow. Plus, plus uh, mom and dad, that's a total of nine. And, and trust me when I say this, my dad was not a big wage earner, but he was a good man. Amazing. What were what was another valuable lesson that you took away from both your mother and your father? You just gave two really good ones. Right. But what were what were a couple others as you think back? I mean, that's that's, what a tremendous responsibility, big family. And to see the person who you are today, obviously, a lot of people have poured into you over the years. Right. We don't do this alone. And. To, to be raised in a household like that with two strong parents uh, instilling wisdom and, and whatever you know knowledge and experience they can, what were a couple of additional lessons that you took away? Well, it, the audience can't see it, but there's a smile on my face. Uh, I got a degree in mechanical engineering, and my dad was a tinkerer. He loved to sit back and fix things, so he would work with me. And help me fix my bicycle. I take my bicycle apart, put the ball bearings in the dirt, and put it back together. And wonder why I had a grinding sound. So he would sit back one day and he says, "I'm going to show you how to do this." And took my bike apart, the ball bearings, washed them out with kerosene. 
and sit back and dip them in oil, then put grease in them and put them back. Lo and behold, my bicycle worked again. My mom, on the other hand, uh, she was the reader, and uh, she always encouraged me to read. And I, I remember from a child, I always went to the library, and the librarians there taught me how to navigate on a map, longitude, latitude, but they would let me take any book that I wanted, and I can sit in the library and read, and they got to the point where they trusted me, and I could take the book home. And my daughter and my kids, I have three children. Uh, my daughter, uh, Joyce, who is an attorney now, I would sit her down and read to her and let her read. So, and my boys, I, I did the same thing. So they're avid readers today. One of my sons was a um, uh, advocate for children for the state of Connecticut, and my other son is in uh, IT. So, uh, you know, he followed my footsteps, and uh, one of them, they just love working with children. And I, I have a passion of working with children and senior citizens. So it, it's a good thing. But I, I can tell you, working, and, and, and I'll give you, now how many of us can remember our, our teacher's name from third grade, Mrs. Hooks? And then when I got into seventh grade, Mrs. White, okay? Uh, they were both white teachers. But Mrs. White in particular, she said, Shelly, you have to learn to, your penmanship is terrible. Hmm. I'm looking at her and I said, I don't think it's that bad. Well, I'll tell you what. She put a piece of paper on what we call the starboard. Okay. And it was a, a paper that I had written earlier, plus one I had written after she helped me learn, improve my penmanship. There was a noticeable difference. But she took the time and effort. You do that with me. Amazing. What was it about Mrs. Hooks that you remember her so vividly or fondly? Third grade. She said, Shelly, you're a special child. I didn't understand why. She thought I was a special child. But she said, you learn easy, and, and we're going to make you a, a better student. And and I, I did become a better student, but Mrs. Hooks always told me, she said, the best way to fight somebody is with words. I mean, I, I think about that today and what it meant to me then. Don't fight. You know, learn how to get yourself out of trouble with words. I do a good job with that. Mm. Sometimes getting in trouble with words. <laughs> <laughs> but you can always figure out a way to, a way to, to get out of yes. trouble, too. I love that. Well, Shelly, we are going to take a quick break to okay. thank our amazing sponsors. You're listening to Business Minds Coffee Chat. Don't you go anywhere. We will be right back. There's no business like show business like no business I know. Visit the Fitzgerald Performing Arts Center at Flagler Auditorium. We're about to release our new season of professional touring shows. Visit our website at flaglerentertainment.com. Sign up for our newsletter. You can be the first to know about our shows and special offers. And remember, every time you buy a ticket to a show, you support the performing arts in Flagler schools and you support our local economy. 
In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves more than just average. It deserves Flagler Media. We specialize in innovative and dynamic marketing solutions tailored for mid-sized businesses with ambitious goals. Our team of experts are dedicated to helping you stand out from the crowd, drive growth, and elevate your brand. Ready to take your marketing to new heights? Choose Flagler Media, where we turn great ideas into remarkable results. Visit us at flaglermedia.com or call us at 386-227-6477. Flagler Media, exceptional marketing for exceptional business. This is Jay Shear. Are you a business owner or entrepreneur trying to figure out how to improve and achieve greater results? If so, I'm speaking to you. I provide the tools, coaching, and accountability you need to gain clarity around your personal and professional goals, remove the excuses holding you back, build the mindset, leadership skills, and proven strategies to grow your business and become the best version of yourself. To learn more or to apply for my coaching services, call 904-236-0431 or visit jshearbusinessconsulting.com. All right, we're back. And again, you're listening to Business Minds Coffee Chat, and I am in the studio today with my very special guest, Shelly Ragsdale. We're having a fantastic conversation. We're going to keep that conversation going. Before the break, we were talking a bit about Shelly's early life and some of the lessons that he learned and where he grew up. And he was just telling us about a couple of teachers that he had. And it's amazing to me that, you know, that someone is able to to look back over their life <laughs> and remember the name of a third grade teacher. <laughs> and, you know, obviously that speaks to the impact that people yes. have on our lives, right? Those things that we remember. And and that can happen at any point, right? It depends on the individual, the context and and what we learned from that person. So, I wanted to ask you about something when you mentioned that um, that Mrs. Hooks had mentioned to you. She said to you that you were a special child. I'm curious: is there what did you? Is there something that you believed about yourself early in life that you discovered later wasn't true? That's a good question. As I think upon it, and uh, I never looked at myself as being special. I just thought I was just an individual. Uh, but during the course of my life, uh, I always seemed to gravitate to to leadership. Uh, I, I can remember uh, at the major corporation that I work with in, in Connecticut, uh, they sent me away to a school which we call, quote-unquote, the upper echelon of management, the grooming school. Okay. And uh, I would sit in, in the room and we would talk and they would say, well, Shelly, we want you to lead us. And I said, no, I just want to be an Indian. I don't, I don't want to be the chief. But somehow I, I rose to the top. And uh, I think from me understanding back as an adult today and thinking about what Mrs. Hook said, uh, she saw something in me that I didn't even know that I had never recognized it. Probably never would have thought of it, but uh, there are things in life, and and I think you use the word because uh, they help you in life, and you don't even realize you're being helped. So it, it's a good thing. But uh, one of the things that I think that I like the most about uh, people helping me is that I realize you cannot make it on your own. You know, when you're climbing that ladder, etc. Uh, and many of us have the quote-unquote crab in the barrel mentality. I made it, so now you made it. I crawled out. No, I crawled out, but I had help crawling. And the people showed me. And, and again, uh, these were not people of color. I've had pe- certainly people of color in my life help me uh, tremendously. 
But uh, these were people, and I'm talking about now in the early 50s, mid-50s, when the times were a lot more tumultuous. But uh, they, for whatever reason, they saw me as a person. And if they could see me as a person, why should I not see people as people? Mm. What what beautiful examples, and I thank you for, for sharing that. And I want to stay on the theme of leadership for a moment. So obviously you've been in positions of leadership. You are in positions of leadership today. What does leadership mean to you? And and, I, and I'd like you to really speak to the the feeling of leadership when you think about yourself as a leader and when you see other leaders who are who are effective leaders could be great parents right could be community leaders what does that mean to you well um i spoke in front of uh mba association in connecticut and uh i was asked to be their guest speaker and and i spoke and someone also asked me a, a question very similar and i said well uh a leader can be uh, more than one thing. Uh, you can be an inspirational leader. I said, as the head of a company, which I did uh, on my own company, I said, for me, it was providing the opportunity to have employees make a living so that they could live a good life with their families. And and, and I, I just have to tell you, if anything meant, meant, meant something to me in life, a great value, it was that I could have five, ten employees, and these employees were able to take care of their family because I provided them an, an opportunity to have a job, and that job meant, meant a great deal to me, and uh, from a leadership point of view, and everyone thinks of, of a leader making money, so from a monetary point of view, is providing the opportunity for people to work. Yeah, that's fantastic. You know, as you were, I'm, I'm going to go back to to Mrs. White for just a moment, because as you were mentioning, as you were talking about her, that she recognized something in you. I think that's also a great trait of an excellent leader is being able to see what someone else is not able to see in themselves yet, and then look for ways to help them develop that. Right. So in your case, she saw something special in you. Excuse me. I'm thinking of Mrs. Hooks. Right. Yes. She was the one that, that <clears throat> said that you were a special child. So but recognizing something in people and often and that's one of the great things about mentorship is that when you're a mentor, you have a different perspective. Or you're able to see things that a student may not necessarily see in that moment. And it's it's almost like holding up a mirror yeah. and, and saying, see, this you are a special person. Here's why. Here's what I see. And giving that person the belief in themselves and their own abilities and capabilities to to become an, it's a remarkable individual. Well, I, I appreciate you saying that. And uh, when you asked me earlier about people who had an impact on my life, um, the fellow's name is uh, Jim Rosecrans. Now, Jim was just a fellow that I played basketball again in the industrial league. When I graduated high school, I went to trade school to become a tool and die maker, which I did. Uh, which led me to my mechanical engineering degree. But going back to Jim, Jim and I played basketball together. We were fierce competitors, okay? What I didn't know that Jim was a vice president of a company. 
and uh, I played him basketball like I, you know, Jerry, I'm playing basketball against you. And one day uh, in my company, which was Condec, Jim, uh, I see him walk into the building. And I said, hey, Jim, how are you doing? He said, fine. He said, um, he said, you know, I'm here for a meeting. So I go my way, he goes his way, and then I get a call from, from my uh, foreman. He says, Shelly, they want you in personnel. So I go into personnel. He says, what did you do now? Always some advocate for something. But to cut the story short, Jim uh, had joined my company. Okay, so now we could play basketball together, but he joined our company as the vice president of human resources. And guess what he said? He didn't ask me. He said, Shelly, you're going to college. And I'm looking at him. I said, Jim, you know, I've been out of school five years. He says, you're going to college. I've already arranged for your SAT. No kidding. Yes, no kidding. I went and took my SAT. Thank God I passed it. <laughs> and I went to college uh, uh, as a uh, in the mechanical engineering environment. And But it was because of this guy who saw me as a basketball player, but he saw me as a person. And he said, Shelly, you can do better. Guys that I work with from the engineering department, uh, they said, Shelly, you're answering questions uh, to me that I should be answering to you. So uh, a long story short, people in my life have helped me, and that's why I cannot help but helping others. I love that. And for all of you that are listening right now, you know, it is it can be difficult at times to ask for help. There is no shame in asking for help. No, not at all. No matter what the situation is, if you find yourself in need of any type of help, seek it. Ask for it. It's amazing what people are willing to do to step up and, and help where they can. AJ, can, can I just add one thing? Absolutely. If one one thing in my life that meant so much to me, and I still don't know how it happened, 25 years after graduating Stanford High School in Stanford, Connecticut, they came back to me and asked me on my, the 25th anniversary of when I graduated to speak to the graduating class. And that was pretty heavy for me. <laughs> wow. That is that is so yeah. cool. Yeah. Man, what an honor. So, Shelly, I want to speak to your work and the advisory work you do with the, the NAACP. So when this episode airs, uh, we are just about to enter Black History Month, the month of February. Right. And I, I'm from your perspective and over the course of your life and what you've seen and experienced, what would you share to a young person today about – how far we've come, how much further we have to go, are we making progress in terms of equality? And where, where, what do you see today and what would you share with a young person who doesn't have the historical perspective necessarily yes. that didn't live it, let's say, but what would you share with that person? Well, the first thing I tell them, always strive uh, to do the best that you can. Uh, you're going to have, and I call them pitfalls, obstacles in your life. Uh, learn how to work within the confinement of the information for the system that you have. And, and I always tell them, look for equality. Don't let anyone ever tell you that you're not good enough to do anything. Always strive for the best. And remember, 
The same things that we're fighting for today, we were fighting for 50 to 60 years ago. That does not mean we have not made progress. We have made progress. So equality and equity are things you look for. But always be fair. Okay? Never hate. Do not hate. Okay? Love thy neighbor. And I mean that sincerely. That's, a, that's great advice. I mean, one thing that we, we've learned through the ages is hate begets hate. Yes, absolutely. And uh, we want more love and more peace yes, indeed. in this world. So, Shelley, last question as we're wrapping up our conversation today, which, by the way, I've thoroughly enjoyed and I could talk to you for hours. If you had the opportunity to sit down with someone today, sit down on a park bench with someone who's either still living or no longer with us, and you were able to ask that person one question and one question only, first, who, who is it that you would want to sit down with? And then secondly, what is the one question that you would ask that person? Oh, boy. Uh, I would like to sit down with Dr. Martin Luther King. And I would like to ask Dr. King, what gave you the fortitude to allow people to mistreat you, to spit on you, to hit you, to harm you, and you had the perseverance to sit back and smile at them and say, my brother, my sister, I love you. What gave you that fortitude to do that? Mm. That would be an incredible conversation. Yeah, it would be. And some yeah. some pretty magnificent lessons to to be learned from that one absolutely well Shelley, i want to thank you so very much for joining us today on business minds coffee chat i've thoroughly enjoyed this conversation i've learned from you i appreciate you sharing some of your insights some of the lessons that you've learned throughout life and i'm grateful for the conversation and in the time so thank you well jay thank you very much i appreciate the opportunity and uh, a wonderful show good questions and i just enjoyed being here. So once again, thank you so much. It is my pleasure. And for all of you, thank you so very much for tuning into Business Minds Coffee Chat. We'll be back next Saturday morning at 830. And until then, keep learning and growing and keep doing the work to reach your potential. Take care, everybody.